Hey, what's up, guys? It's me again. Welcome to the This Is My Moment podcast. You know, here at This Is My Moment, it's 100% positivity, 100% energy all the time. Go get it. There ain't no stopping it. This is my moment. Uh, join the movement. We bringing people together, bringing positivity, making changes for the better. Today, I have a doctor on the line with me. A young man that I've been knowing for about 10 years. He actually was my old supervisor when I was when I was um, young. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Well, I'm, my name is Matt Reese. Um, I am a music, musician by training. I uh, went to, after college at Penn State. It was a high school band and orchestra for a few years. Mm. Then I went into the Air Force to become a band officer, a commander and conductor. Uh, and it was my job to do ceremonies in D.C. for White House and the president. Used to do funerals at Arlington every every day. Um, those are the things you take with you for the, your rest of your life. You know, the, the ability to honor those folks, and especially in that time. Um, then after after about 10 years of that, uh, the Air Force changed and... Uh, twist and turns of life, I wound up as a public affairs officer and wound up getting deployed all the place, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit. Um, you talk about a person who is you know, joining the military to conduct bands and all of a sudden I got an M4 rifle on my back and wearing body armor and <laughs> sitting in a tent in Afghanistan wondering how the heck this happened. But, you know, these, these things these things happen. You learn about yourself, you grow, you... you uh, you expand what you what you think you can do, and, and you find out the the limits are way different than you thought they were. Um, so after a couple times in Afghanistan, a couple times in Africa, a couple times in Israel, um, mm-hmm. we found ourselves in Germany, and then the Air Force said, "Yeah, we're done. Yeah, see ya." And in fact, it became very clear that there was I didn't have there was um, my future wasn't in the Air Force. So we decide, what do we do now? Um, and we prayed long and hard about it, and decided that you know. We're gonna we're gonna do the take the road less traveled here. We're gonna stay here in Germany and make a new life here. Um, I'm gonna go back to music. I'm gonna go back to my to where my heart is, and yeah. and uh, and we're also go back to teaching and reach out to kids. And so that's what we've done. Been I say it's been about uh, eight years since I've been out of the military. Uh, Ten years here in Germany. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it all right at this point. I do kind of a lot of things. I teach college classes for University of Maryland over here. I play professionally in a, in a, in a bunch of groups. I teach lessons, uh, private individual lessons for the Kreismusikschule here on the German side. I teach uh, German to American kids, German language and culture, and I teach English to German kids in the German, a German high school. On the weekends, I play organ in some of the churches around here. You can see that's what that beast back there is, is um, organ I use to prepare for those gigs. And uh, I formed a bilingual youth orchestra in the Kaiserslautern area that reach, uh, that brings the uh, the German community and the American community here uh, together to for a shared common artistic goal. And that's been growing up. Uh, that did that right in the middle of COVID. My timing couldn't have been more wonderful about that. But as we <laughs> we had our auditions for the first orchestra on a Saturday, and the schools closed on Monday and stayed closed for a good year and a half. Uh, but we're, we're, on the, we're coming on the outside of that now, finally, and, and uh, 
It's been it's that's growing and it's 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 been good. Well, recently wow. we've been uh, taking trips over to Ukraine uh, with humanitarian aid. We take stuff in um, to to some groups that uh, take vans out into the danger areas. Our job is to take uh, the things, medical supplies, tactical gear, uh, some food and, some, and stuff over the border because Ukrainians have a tough time getting out. And right. a lot of folks have a tough time getting in, or especially like American families who want to go, they can't. They're, if they're any connection with the government, they can't. So um, not having any affiliation, uh, that we're free to go in and out as we please. So we that's something that we've been heavy on our hearts to do. And uh, it's it's been, we've made, I think, four trips, five trips total into Ukraine now. That's that's what's going on here. That's that's uh that's that's my life, Matt. It sounds like you done did a lot in these eight to ten years, man. <laughs> Goodness, I'm impressed. But well, you got to hustle. Okay. If you're a musician, you learn how to hustle. That's the that's that's the deal. <laughs> Let me ask you if you remember this. <clears throat> We're on this committee, this team, and me and you are tagged to go to Israel, right? You remember this? Oh yeah. You remember where you stayed at? Yeah, I was I was in a a, um, a tent, as a matter of fact, in the middle of nowhere on this airbase in the middle of the desert in Israel. You remember why I stayed up? Here comes my my troop, my my, my supervisee. He is so, and, and I'm on the public affairs team. We have like two or three people working like eighteen hours days trying to get all this stuff done because they, they we have no support. And uh, I remember my troop with uh, my. Uh, yeah, my, my my faithful faithful sergeant comes in with like oh, you do remember the fifty story. people. They're staying in Tel Aviv at this luxury hotel. It was oh, I I'm just asking if you remember it. I, I it's all like you ain't forget it. But I'm gonna make it worse. You know, we was right on the Mediterranean, right? Oh, I know exactly where you were. I know because I've been TDY there after after that deployment. I was TDY there, and uh, and I saw exactly where you stayed. You stayed. I was like, son of a gun. Hey, you know what? I would apologize, but I came. I had a good time. Oh, man, I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you. Uh, I, I would think that was great. My, if I was my supervisor was in that situation, I'd be laughing my butt off, too. Hey, so oh, I raised hey. a glass to you, my friend. You, you, know, you played appreciate your cards it, well. I appreciate it. Let me ask you a question, man. So we've been knowing each other for a while. We've had a lot of communication, man. And I know a lot of stuff get to you, and I know a lot of stuff don't. What makes you smile? What keeps you positive, Matt? I think that the thing that I enjoy most uh, is when I see growth in other people. Mm. Um, obviously, your own kids, but yeah, you say as a teacher, uh, you know, it's as a teacher, this is which way gets you up in the morning to know that you're making a difference and to see the light go on, to see the growth, to see someone come from a place where. Like in my place where they, they, they're taking an instrument out of a case for the first time. And then right. a year later, they are playing, you know, playing really well. To me, that is something I really enjoy out of, out of life. That, that makes me smile. But the thing is, I love seeing anybody who is good at what they do do their thing. I, I like seeing mm -hmm. people who work hard succeed. I like seeing, yeah. well, I'll tell you one thing that really makes me smile is when I see craftsmanship. You know, when I, when I walk in, and uh, I see something that's really, really well made. Like as a musician, you pick up a musical instrument and you see the attention to detail down to the little things. 
that 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 makes me smile. I love watching someone who loves what they do, loves their work, and is constantly trying to get better at it. And uh, you know, to particularly in my fields like musical instruments, make some stuff that is made to give joy to others. To me, that's a that's a no, very noble thing. Uh, yeah. To and it's if unspoken, unseen people in the background doing this kind of thing, just doing their thing quietly, working you know nine to five. But yeah. uh, so good at what they do and uh, making these things that are beautiful and will last for years. And as I try to surround myself, you look back there, you got cases of <laughs> instruments and stuff on stands. And that, I mean, that's uh, I, I, I love that stuff. I, and and uh, music, you know, music to me is another thing. When I hear a well-written song, when I hear something yeah. that's produced really well, someone who's passionate about what they do. Um, that that's you know, that's what makes me smile. That's that's also what motivates you. You know, and you see someone who's mm-hmm. hear someone who's better than you. When you see someone who who puts so much that's their life into that kind of work, it's like yeah, yeah. I, I got some work to do. I I, I need to mm-hmm. get better at what I do. I need I need to go practice. I need to go yeah. you know whatever it is that I need. I want to do and you know, stop wasting time. Get on it. You know. Yeah, stop wasting time and get on it. So we had um. A lot of years together, and I know we have time apart. It's been years. What's been the, one of the biggest misconceptions that you think people have about you, man? Like doing your doing your time in the service now, living over in Germany. What do you think is a misconception people have about Matt? Well, um, someone who is like a, as a musician or in the public affairs kind of career field, where it's your right. job to to go out in front of people and talk and be up and positive. Um, you know, some people assume that you're an extrovert and that that's yeah. where you gain your energy is, is from that kind of stuff. And um, I have to, when, when in those jobs, no matter what personality you have, whether it comes natural or whether it doesn't, you just have to learn how to turn it up to 11 to, to yeah. go out there and, and communicate with an audience or, or communicate on camera at a press conference or whatever it is you're doing or teach to a class. Um, but my happy place is not that my, my really gain my energy as an introvert by myself. You know, I, I love being in front of a fire or, you know, with a book, you know, with a dog on my, at my feet, cat on my lap because of music playing in the background, you know, wife asleep on the couch, something like that. That's, that's, yeah. that's where I gain my energy is, is just within close, small friends, small groups of close friends or, or family. And I think you know most people who know me know that if I'm in public, I can I can I can work the room. I can I can be the be I can be the life of a party. But at the same time, um, it's not that's not me yeah. entirely. There's a, there's another side of me that is I think where what my real happy place is. If that makes any sense, dude. Actually, you just stopped my next question. I was going to ask you your happy place, but now I know it. Well, I mean that's one of them. I mean, how I many you got? Well, it, it yeah, that's a cool question, you know. I mean, you talk about what makes you smile. It, it, these are all related, you know. What, what I I enjoy being in the zone, you know. My happy place is being in the zone, yeah. you know. And you, you, whether it's sports or whether it's a, just playing chess or a board game or whether it's you know practicing or playing with other musicians, 
those rare yeah. those rare opportunities when you're firing on all cylinders where you you everything is working the communication is happening those those are those rare opportunities that that's really a happy place is is to yeah. be in the zone it doesn't really matter what the context is that yeah there's something about that. There's something about that rare thing that that things are working that I really like. I tell you what, man, you in a zone now, brother. You killing it. You killing it. And you know what's funny, right? I'm looking at you, and I can't I can't help but to laugh, man. We've had some crazy conversations, and I know you got some stories. I know you do, because I haven't always been like. Uh, the best troop. I think I was a good troop, but I, I knew how to work the room too. <laughs> when you had me as a you had me as a troop, man, what impression did I have on you? Like what when you thought of Sergeant Mitchell, man, like what was I? <laughs> oh, that's a that's a loaded question. And that one that's not one when, when uh when when I thought was uh thinking you'd ask. You know, the good Lord just gives us all kinds of people, and when you're an officer, you got you got to deal with people with their personalities and yeah. understand what their strengths are, play to their strengths, and work on building mm-hmm. up the, the the things that need improvement. That and that's that's what any good leader does. That's what any good boss does. That's what any good manager does. What any good coach does. Mm-hmm. Is take you know whoever the God puts at your feet and deal with them who they are and, and try to bring the best out of them um, in your in your case um I, I i saw that you were a very efficient worker uh that yeah. you when you gave something i didn't necessarily hear back from you right away but you got it done um yeah you got it done in your way in your time and i know that i could trust you to do that and mm. you know so, so you didn't like put on the airs that you were like busy all the time, but you got the work done. And I think some some folks would look at you and say, "Damn, this dude's never there. He's lazy. What the hell's going on with that guy?" And you know, no, you, you, I, I, you, you got your stuff done. You got your stuff done. Anything? I, I don't think there's anything I ever gave you, uh, any task I ever gave to you that you didn't that you didn't do very well in, and come yeah. back with a very well prepared. Um, well prepared stuff. For instance, like the infamous story we just shared about Israel. I mean, that was a really important mission. We were on the two sides of it. I was responsible for the kind of big picture stuff and to get the the group that was down there up to speed. And you were on your job was to test us, and uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> and. The, and you brought like this entourage of like fifty people, and you know, like over was overwhelming. And it, and for me, it was like, well, dang. Personally, it was overwhelming on that on that particular deployment because it was a, it was it was meant to test us, uh, mm-hmm. but it was it was overwhelming to the people there because they hadn't anticipated what a real like a press ambush would be like. Where you, yeah. you I remember this one guy. This he was a he was a lieutenant colonel. Who thought he knew everything? Who thought he had this thing down? Thought he knew his mission? And I went in to prep him for this interview. I'm like, "You have you ever done a press interview? No, nope, but I got this. I got this mission. Okay. Are you sure?" And I said, "Well, let's, let's run some questions." And after a couple of questions, he wasn't so sure of himself. And then, but it was too late at that point because he was on in about half an hour. 
and he got out there and he got he got his tail handed to him by some of the folks he brought with him. And it was a real <laughs> eye opener. And yeah, it was a hard lesson on that deployment for some of those folks. But you know what? That guy is going to be a commander someday. That guy is going to going to be leading people, and he's going to mm-hmm. be the face of a mission. And yeah. if that if that hits for real, he what what you did in in bringing those folks there made him ready for that mission in a way that he was not ready when he thought got on that yeah. plane. And that's exactly yeah. why we do these things. And that was exactly our mission. Uh, when we worked together was to get these groups prepared to do their stuff. And, Already. you know, to me, I was watching this go down. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> and, I, and there was a little bit of, I told you so, going on in my head. But, of course, you're not allowed to say that. You know, you can't do that. And the dude outranked me. So, I mean, I can't really say that. So, But I was like, oh, I, I warned you, man. I warned you. <laughs> hey, this is crazy, man. Hey. We did a we did a good thing over there, Matt. And you know what, man? Every day we were at work, man, it wasn't a good day. And you have bad days now, and you got a lot going on in your life. That's for certain. When you get down on yourself, right? And you need that motivation. What quote, what message, what do you tell yourself to pick yourself back up? What do you get yourself back into? Well, uh, you, you, that's a very personal thing to, to get into. I, I For me, um, I, I go back onto my faith. I mean, because that's, that's the way I was brought up, and that's the and that it works. I mean, everybody's got their own thing. Um, but I go, I go back to my faith. I go back to the, the, to the Bible, and, you know, where it says in Philippians, it's, you know, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives me strength. That, I mean, obviously, that... <laughs> There's a there's context there, and you, you it doesn't mean that you can you know be Superman, you know, but it means that right. what what God gives you puts in front of your plate. He's going to mm-hmm. give you the strength to to do it. He says you doesn't say that it's going to be easy, but he says you're not alone, and that to me that's motivational. Um, thinking big picture, I mean, when you talk about what's going on in the world today, I think. Um, what well, keeps me motivated and sane in that realm is the thought on binary things, one side, other, left, right, um, political things, and all this kind of stuff. And, and that kind of stuff has eaten our culture, eaten our society alive. The thing that kind of keeps me sane in that is um, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And he, you know, this is a dude who experienced the absolute worst that life could throw at anybody um, from war to be thrown in the gulags for years for things that were just, you know, ridiculously stupid. Um, And, you know, the lessons that somebody learns that can drive you crazy or you can come out of that. And reading that book is reading some of his books, like the, the, the gulag archipelago are, are, it's just transforming in your life because you, you you see what somebody went through and they come out of yeah. it not broken but stronger and one of the things he said i think is really important to us today he said that the line between good and bad does not go between countries or political divisions or any other things on the list you see he brings up um it's it's a line that goes between every person and there's good in every person and there's bad in every person it really your success or failure comes down to how you deal with the good and the bad inside of you. 
And mm. to me, I think that the world could use a lot more of that. We all want to be the heroes of our own story. But I think the reality is that there's good and bad in every one of us. And we have to, um, our success or failure in our legacy really turns on uh, not whether we were on one side or the other, but how our integrity and character and courage and all of those things that are inside of us that we build yeah. inside of ourselves uh, guide us. I think that's that's a real important uh, a real important thing to, that we should all kind of consider these days. That's very inspir- inspirational to me in a strange way, kind of a deeper way. No, no, that's heavy, man. You're right. Sometimes you, you got to go through it and depending on who you are, is how you make it out. Well, in his case, it might have been real easy for him to say that my captors are the bad guys, but he saw captors his, who were bad guys but still had good on them, and he saw yeah. fellow prisoners who had done nothing wrong but still had bad in them too. And that stuff all comes out. It, 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 there's no hiding it. It's going to come out at some point. In your case. Some people are good at stuffing it down. It's going to come yeah. out at some point. And yeah. um, what, what do you want to be defined as? Do you want to be find, defined as someone who gives in to the dark side of your nature? you want to be defined as someone who has self-control, has integrity, who has character? Um, I think that's... That that's what it comes down to. See, my my kid, my own kids, the I, they can do whatever they want in their life as long as they have character, as long as they are, are have integrity, as long as they are people who are worthy of respect. Hey, Matt, you ready to have some fun? You mean we're having fun already? So here we go. The last the last section, the last couple questions. I want to see where you at. So Tim fam, he had the question. He had him ready. He had him ready. So let's see if he got these. These next three questions, word association. I'm going to give you one choice, then I'm going to give you another option. You have to pick. No bailouts. You ready? Here we go. Public affairs officer, musician. Which one you choose? <laughs> oh, it, I, it's yeah. It's funny. I learned a lot as more about myself as a public affairs officer because I found myself in places I would never find myself as a musician. Like as I said, you know, I found uh, that was I think God's way of stretching me beyond what I thought I, I was supposed to be doing. You know, when I grew up. From the time I was in, you know, I was from pretty early on. When I was in high school, I knew I wanted to be a Air Force band officer. And yeah. I had that kind of level of focus to, to do something, which very few people do. I mean, there's only 20-some people in the world to do that job, in the U.S. anyway, in the U.S. military, in the U.S. Air Force. Um, so, But, you know, God had to take, had to take me out of that and, and uh, show me other things to do. Uh, and you know, there I say I wound up in places that I never would have found myself, and I grew right. in those things. You know, finding myself in a tent in Afghanistan, going out on missions and stuff like that. You know, good yeah. lord, I would never thought seen myself doing that when I was in high school. When you thought in college, I, I told you were crazy, absolutely nuts. No, that's not me. I'm no athlete. I'm no. I'm no soldier. Uh, I, I'm a musician. But that God, God put me in that position, and I grew a lot as a person. 
Uh, but that being said, uh, given my choice, obviously my life here just tells you which, which way I'm going. Second question, Matt. Do you prefer to play instruments or watch your kids play instruments? Ah, that's an awesome, that is an awesome question. There's a different kind of happiness in those things, you know? Um, Gotta pick one, though. Oh, man. <laughs> if It's tough because as a musician, if you weren't able to play a musical instrument, it would be, that would be rough on you personally because it's a part of, you are it's an extension of your it's like uh, your arm you know to, to be to be able to, to play music but to know that your kids are you've are, are taking up something that you enjoyed and um and doing it on their own and they're starting that journey that you're you know headed down you know that you've been down that road but they're just starting that journey that's that's a cool thing to see that's a cool thing to watch um what's your answer it, uh, um, specifically, your question is, what is exactly the question? Do you prefer to play or watch your kids play? There's only two choices, Matt. You know, um, there's joy in both. Which one you pick? I'd have, uh, this is going to sound awful, but I, I prefer I prefer playing. I prefer playing myself. That's why you didn't want to say nothing. Well. The thing is, when they get better than me, they'll enjoy you listen to them because they'll be better than me. But right now, but the point right now, I'm better than them, so I enjoy playing myself. <laughs> I could answer. You asked for an honest answer, you got an honest answer. Appreciate the honesty. Last question. Phrase. When I say, Matt, this is my moment, what do you think of? I think of those rare periods in your life where the the situation the situ you're in the right place in the right time with the right people and you have the ability to step up in a way to do something that is what your what your legacy is going to build be built on from that point forward um and you say you know you know, God, life has its ups and downs. You know, I've seen some highs, I've seen some lows. You know, it's really, it's cool to play at the White House. It sucks to to be in a foreign country without a job, having job interviews in a second language and having to deal with that, all that uncertainty and all of those things. You know, ups and downs of life are that it is, but there are those periods of time where you, you are in that place where you know that you are the person that God's put in that place in that time for that reason. And that, that there's nothing like that. That makes sense? That makes perfect sense. That's it, brother. We're done. I, I say enjoy following your your success. I say I love love watching people succeed. And it's been really oh. cool oh. to see you step into your moment, which, you know, you served honorably for a long time. And then, you know, you stepped out of that and straight into other things that you were able to to, to bring your passion with you yeah, and yeah. find other ways to serve, other ways to, that strengths that I don't think you know you had. I didn't think you realized then you were, a, you know, when you were in the military still, um, how, yeah, you coached when you were in the military, but I don't think you realized that what, 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 what that represented as your calling 
um, yeah. to do. And I think that you've really come into your own in your second life there. And it's really, really awesome to see. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You don't make me cry, man. I, I, I doubt that. You're, you're, you're pretty hardcore. But you know what's funny, though? Even when we were, were doing our thing overseas, man, it was all talking. Like, we got paid to talk. We got paid to help other people talk. And that's an extension, man, of what I'm doing now. And that was practice for me for this here. It's been a pleasure. Hey, guys, if you're not out there hustling, if you haven't found your passion, you might want to look hard. You might want to look inside yourself before you look outside. It has been a pleasure talking with you, Matt. T-I-M-M family, go get it! There ain't no stopping it. This is my moment. Uh, join the movement. We bringing people together, bringing positivity, making changes for the better.